Comedy Warriors podcast. My name is Robin Birkin. I'm the author of the blog Modern Day Misses, and I'm also the author of the book Screw Infertility. I'm a fellow fertility warrior, and I've done this, that, and all sorts. I am also unlucky enough to have had a miscarriage and hyperovarian stimulation. So let's today, on episode eight, talk about stress. We all want to talk about stress. We all have really, really bad days and we want to know how to get through this really rough time in our lives when we're just struggling so hard to have a baby and it always seems like everybody around us is falling pregnant at this time when we're trying our hardest uh, and not being successful at having a baby. And I'm sure you've all heard Oh, my friend's sister's brother's friend were uh, adopted and then fell pregnant naturally. And, oh, well, why don't you just take a holiday? My friend's brother's sister's niece did that and then they fell pregnant naturally. Oh, you just really need to stop stressing about it. And that's the key. Oh, don't you just want to give the big finger to all the people who say that because – no fertility warrior to another fertility warrior would ever say those things because we all know that fertility struggles are stressful. Research has shown that infertility uh, is as stressful as a cancer diagnosis for different reasons, but that's the level of stress. Top that off with many fertility warriors also actually having cancer, people having repeated miscarriages, being diagnosed with autoimmune diseases, things like cystic fibrosis, and it's just a hot pot for stress. It's inevitable, um, and it's a stressful situation. So to all the people who try to tell us to stop stressing, screw them, am I right? The reality, though, is that stress does have an impact, uh, and if not on our success rates of the, you know, the fertility treatments we're undergoing, although research has also shown that people who undergo mind-body exercises, things like yoga, meditation, and things like that, have up to a 50% higher success rate uh, with IVF. But even if it's not on our success rates, then it's to our general well-being, and it's to how we can cope uh, with this stressful time in our lives. It's the difference between being a hot mess uh, and being a fighter, being a warrior. It's the difference between how your marriage might cope with this treatment. It's the difference between how you cope at work, how you cope with your friends and things like that. So, it, you know, we can't say stop stressing. That's just crap for anyone to say that. But how about we look at ways that we can try and handle our stress and ways that we can get through this period a little less unscathed um, than what we otherwise would. So I thought today I would share a few ideas and a few techniques to help you manage the stress that you're under. The first one, and you all know that because I always talk about this a lot, is to start a gratitude journal. So you can buy these on Book Depository or Amazon, uh, and they're just little, or you can write one yourself, but they're just a little book, and on them usually there's three things for every day. Um, and sometimes you can set the date, sometimes they come, you know, like on a calendar thing. So if it comes on a calendar thing, then now's a great time of year to buy one for 2017. Um, and each day, you write down three things you're grateful for. So you should always try to mix it up and think of different things each time that you're grateful for rather than just every day saying, I'm grateful for my friends, I'm grateful for my family, etc., etc. Try to think of all different things 
and try to think of, you know, really little things as well as really big things. Like, I'm grateful that I didn't miss the bus today. Or, I'm grateful because my lunch tasted delicious. Um, But when you start to change your mindset and start writing down the things that you're grateful for, there's actually a lot of things that happen. And did you know that I think it's Berkeley University actually has something like a professor of gratitude because gratitude is a thing. It's There's so much research that's been done on it uh, and it shows things like people who regularly show gratitude have higher levels of immunity. They live longer um, and obviously they're generally happier people. Um, but when I started, I started keeping a gratitude journal just after I'd had the miscarriage. If you've read my book, my book is called Screw Infertility and you can buy it on Amazon and I talk about my journey in depth, like how everything felt, but I also talk about what got me through. I was at rock bottom after I had that miscarriage and one of the things that helped uh, pick me up was starting a gratitude journal and that's when I started it. And what happened when I started doing that is that all of a sudden I started seeing the world differently. I started seeing beautiful things around me that I had previously not noticed because I wasn't programmed to just see all of the beautiful things, you know. And a lot of us, we're not programmed. We see on the news all of these horrible things that are happening. uh, And it's very easy for us to uh, stop uh, or forget to have these really healthy mental habits. And showing gratitude is one of them. Uh, And I all of a sudden, I'd walk outside and I'd think, the weather is really lovely today. Oh, how beautiful are these flowers in the garden? And all of a sudden, I would start to recognize the good things around me that I hadn't previously recognized. And the thing about gratitude is, if you sat down now and you just rattled off as many things in the world that you are grateful for at this moment, I can tell you one thing. In that moment that you're rattling them off and saying them out loud, you would not have fear, you would not have anger, you would not have sadness. It is impossible to have those feelings while you are showing gratitude. So if you have, at the risk of being a cliche, an attitude of gratitude, if you start to actively and regularly practice gratitude, then you will feel a lot different. I guarantee it. So my first um challenge to you to help manage the stress you're under is to start a gratitude journal. And if you do start it, I want to hear about it. Come and let me know in our Fertility Warriors uh, support and chat face private Facebook group or come and let me know in the comments of this um, podcast. I'd love to know because I guarantee it will make some changes in how you cope on your fertility journey. The next one, and this is something else that I did just after I'd had the miscarriage, is to become your biggest cheerleader and give yourself pep talks. I do this all the time. If you came and stood next to me uh, at the traffic lights in the car next to me, you would see me quite clearly talking to myself. And I do it all the time. And nobody else has to know. You can do it in your head if you want to. But become your biggest cheerleader. Help yourself through this process. And I say things to myself like, it's going to be okay. And I sit there sometimes in the car. Sometimes, you know, if I'm going to an appointment and I'm really, really nervous, then I say to myself, it's going to be okay. This is going to be fine. You can do this. You can do this. And I say that out loud again and again and again and again. And I really do feel better 
after saying it for like a minute or two minutes or something like that. The other thing that I used to do is I used to say things to myself in the mirror. Uh, and the most common, they're called, a lot of people call them affirmations. The most common uh, one that people have is I truly and deeply love and accept myself. And it's funny how if you keep saying that phrase, how just that phrase can change um, the way you feel about things. And it makes you feel happy. And when you feel happy, and something bad happens, you want to get back to the happy state. So you don't want to be stuck in a sad state anymore or a depressed state. Uh, so I really encourage you to be your own cheerleader. Give yourself pep talks. Even if you just are constantly giving yourself pep talks in your head, that is a wonderful thing. Uh, and if you think of, and I always refer back to athletes, think of the top, the world's top athletes. Only one person can ever win the race. Only a handful of people ever make it to the Olympics. But do you think that these athletes sit there and get down in the dumps and things like that? They have a winning attitude. They sit there and they think, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I have determination. You know, they have failures. If you think of Alyssa Camplin, many people don't realize that I think just six weeks before she won um, the big uh, skiing trophy, the gold trophy at the Winter Olympics, she'd broken a ton of bones in her body and was sat at hospital. So she was laid up just before the Olympics and then had to wing it, but she had a winning attitude. She had a, They hire number one, their coach, and number two, a sports psychologist because that winning attitude, that attitude of perseverance, you know, that attitude of constantly telling themselves, I can do this, I'm going to win, I'm going to be a winner, I'm good at this. They're constantly telling themselves that because that is key to success. So I encourage you to be your biggest cheerleader. Give yourself pep talks. I do it all the time. If I see you in the car next to me and you're talking to myself, I'm going to sit there and be like, right on. Yes. Keep cheerleading yourself on. And if you see me, don't think I'm crazy, even though I probably am a little bit crazy. Uh, I'm just giving myself pep talks in life too. The next one is have a plan for bad news. So the first two that I've talked about are general things that will just help you not feel as low. But the reality is shit things are going to happen. There are going to be times uh, on our journey, very sadly, that we will have miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies uh, and news that um, of genetic failures. Or we will ha they will discover uh, that there is yet another thing wrong with us. Or there's just the negative pregnancy test, which we seem to have over and over and over again. So my question is to you is, what are you doing to prepare yourself for that bad news? What have you got for the day of the pregnancy test? What are you going to break out of your arsenal? Think about on the day of your pregnancy test, sending yourself a letter. So there are, you can even mail yourself a card. There's a, um, a mail system called Moonpig that we have here in Australia. I don't know if you have that uh, elsewhere, but where you can send yourself cards. So why don't you send yourself a card with a pep talk that says, you can get through this, you're so brave, pick yourself up, um, you are going to be okay, I'm so proud of you. Mail yourself a letter so that you receive it on that day. And I guarantee when you get that letter in the letterbox and you see it, you'll be like, yes, I feel better. Send yourself flowers. 
like prepare and send yourself flowers. Even if you have a good day, let's say that on the day of your pregnancy test, they say, congratulations, you're pregnant. If you've sent yourself flowers, it's a win-win because if you sent yourself flowers on a bad day, then you sent yourself flowers to feel better. If you sent yourself flowers on a good day because you've had a positive pregnancy test, then you've sent yourself flowers to say, you go girl, good job, you've done this. So other things you can do, book a massage for the day that you get your pregnancy test or even spontaneously go in and have a massage when you, if you get bad news. Buy a fertility pack. So I, one of the things that truly made my day just a few months ago um, I know a lady called Louise from, she has a Facebook page, I think it's Yogi Tree Wellbeing, and she does crystals and essential oils and she bakes the most delicious cakes. I always see the pictures and I wish that I was in the same state as her because then I could definitely raid her fridge for some of her cake. Uh, but I said to her, can you put together for me a surprise fertility pack? Uh, she said to me, yep, is this okay for a cost? I said, that's brilliant. And then I got in the mail this surprise fertility pack. It made my day. If you saw me in our Facebook group, you would see that I was just so excited when I received it. It had crystals. It had essential oils. It had um, like, uh, I don't know what they're called, but like a dropper um, of something to consume. It had little affirmation cards. It was gorgeous. And I just felt so good receiving that. So what I want to say to you is what's your plan for bad news? What are your go-tos uh, when you get bad news? What are the things that make you feel good and you are going to plan ahead that if I get bad news, this is what's going to happen? So I want you to have a think about that and have a plan. And just generally do things that feel good. And I'm talking about self-care. I'm definitely not talking about self-harm. And I know some people think that makes them feel good, but that's probably a little destructive. Uh, but there's simple things as well that make you feel good. Take a shower, go for a walk, go onto YouTube and look at uh, Carpool Karaoke. And I love the site. I have the app on my phone for I Can Has Cheeseburger. And it has all sorts on that, like lol cats and fail book. And so you can look at, you know, things that will make you laugh. And excuse my language, but there's also a Facebook page and Instagram called Fuck Jerry that just kills me every time I look at it. The things that they write on that page, I just find so funny. But you want to have go-tos. And for me, having a shower was also my go-to. If I've ever had a bad day, be it at work or just generally tiring day, or if I've had a bad news, the first thing that I want to do is go in the shower. And when I'm in the shower, I just think of that stress melting away. I think of um, all of the bad things of my day melt, like washing over me and starting afresh when I get out of the shower. And it always makes me feel better. So what I want to say to you is, what are your go-tos? Plan for this. Write it down. Have a plan in your head for what you're going to do if you get bad news. The next thing that I'm going to talk about is to breathe. It sounds so simple, but so many of us always forget to breathe. If you take, if you close your eyes and take three deep breaths, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Three long, deep breaths, then I guarantee that you will feel better. I have a friend called 
Alison Davies. When you're in this kind of online world, you end up with a lot of online friends. Um, her name is Alison Davies and she has the site, Oh My Musical Goodness. I'm definitely going to have to get her on one day uh, for on as a guest on this podcast because pretty much everything this lady does blows my mind. She's freaking amazing. And she's a music therapist. And music therapy is actually an allied health profession. It's a serious thing. And she deals a lot with um, kids who have autism. But she also has uh, really great skills in things like fertility uh, and, you know, I guess other stressful situations. And one thing that she does, if you go to her website, I think it's still there, you can download this drum beat. It kind of sounds like and it just repeats. Uh, and if you think about that repetitive tune, that's something that you could download for your phone uh, and then just listen to when you've had bad news. And it just is, you know, is almost like a signal to your body to relax. It's a signal to your body to stop thinking about everything else and just focus on breathing. So whatever it is, you know, that you listen to. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be a repetitive drum beat. It can be a particular song, but something that your brain associates with calming down and breathing and relaxing uh, is, you know, that you can, something that you can associate with that is something that will help you through. So when you have those bad days, you have a go-to on your phone. It can be really hard when you're at work and they call you with bad news and all you want to do is run to the bathroom and start crying. Um, but you can't do that because you've got to keep your shit together because in my case, I was the marketing manager. I had people under me and I had to be the, the strong person in the department who was you know, leading everyone. I couldn't be a hot mess. Um, so you need to have a go-to. You can sit there on your phone, put on your song, your drum beat, whatever, sit and breathe for a moment and pull yourself together and get through that moment and think of calming down and relaxing and getting through. So if you're interested in that drumbeat, head to uh, Oh My Musical Goodness and definitely head to Alison's Facebook page. The things that she, she does videos all the time and every video that she does, they're like all, for all different kinds of things. I'm always like, really? That's what's happening in my brain? Like she did a really cool video on swearing as well. Um, which talks about why we swear and how the brain associates swearing. And I, it blows my mind every time. Um, the last thing that I'll talk about is to reframe failure. So sometimes we get news like um, that, oh, now they've found endometriosis or, oh, now they've discovered that I have an autoimmune condition. And what I want to say to that is, how are you perceiving that? Are you perceiving that as another blow or are you perceiving that as, thank goodness they've picked that up because now we can work on a solution for it and we are one step closer to the goal. If you have had a miscarriage, um, then miscarriages obviously suck, but you have to consider that you are still one step ahead. This is still progress. They're still going to work on a solution for you. If you're at a fertility clinic, you're in good hands. So you need to trust these doctors. These are doctors. They've totally nerded out at high school. They've spent 100 years at university and then they study this thing all the time. All they work on is helping women get pregnant. So you have to trust in the process and trust in the system uh, and reframe failure. View things where you can as one step forward, as progress. There's a Japanese proverb that says, fall down seven times, stand up eight. Uh, and that 
to me in this journey, it really rings true, is that you've got to keep plodding on. You are one step further. I listened to an interview the other day with the head of the lady who invented Spanx, and she said that when she'd come home from school and they'd sit at the dinner table, her father would always say to her, what did you fail at today? Uh, And he reframed failure, and if they said, I didn't fail at anything, he'd be disappointed. Uh, But then sometimes she would, you know, she might say, well, I tried out for the drama club and it was awful. I did a really horrible job um, and I didn't win. And he'd say, good job. And he's saying there, you've tried. You've got out there and you've done it. You haven't sat on your bum uh, and done it. And it goes so true for our fertility journey. And there's so much that we have to be conscious of. There's so much that we have to be doing. And we can't just hand over everything as well to the fertility specialist because it's up to us as well. It's up to us to make sure we have a good diet that we're help, you know, helping support our chances of success. It's up to us to make sure that we're looking after our bodies. It's up to us, as we've discussed this whole episode, to try and manage that stress and to try and get through this process. If you fail, then get right back up there. Reframe failure. At least you're trying. So you need to get back on the horse, view this as progress, and really keep in your mind that proverb, that Japanese proverb, fall down seven times, stand up eight. You are in there. You're having a go at it. um, And really just recognize progress. um, And also just work out what you're prepared to do for this fertility journey. Have a think in your head. Well, at what point do I think I might quit? Is it going to be when the money runs out? You know, and I, I generally go by the um, philosophy that when you're done, you know you're done. Um, for me, you know, I'm done. I've, I've done my journey. Um, I know that. I know in my head pretty much 100% that, that I'm done. I've had my uh, time doing IVF and things like that. But work out if you're prepared to go the whole hog. And there was a point, a changing point in my life after I had had the miscarriage when I thought, no, hang on a second, I'm going to do anything it takes. So if that involves miscarriages and hyperstimulation, so be it, bring it on because I'm in this journey for the long haul. And so I think that whole attitude, your perception of failure, your perception of progress in this journey has a big impact on how stressed you feel as well. Um, And once I had changed my attitude and thought, no, no, I'm, I'm in this, I'm ready to do this, whatever it takes, I'm plodding on, I'm charging forward. uh, Then that really impacted uh, how I felt when I had negative pregnancy tests. So I hope that helps you with, um, you know, how to manage the stress of your fertility troubles. Uh, If you head on to the website of Modern Day Misses, and Misses is M-I-S-S-U-S, like wife, um, then I do have a little download that's 28 things to do on stressful days. So if you didn't want to, if you wanted to save the trouble of writing that down and you wanted something that was pretty, you can definitely um, download that and print it off. And there's also my book if anyone's interested. You can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it as a soft cover book or you can get it for your Kindle or iPad or iPhone. Um, and that's where I talk, you know, really in depth about how I picked myself up from rock bottom. And my book is called Screw Infertility. But that's uh, episode eight done for today on how to manage the stress of infertility. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really get a kick whenever anybody tells me that they're listening. So thank you again, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.